Hey, I'm Carla. I'm Amber, and welcome to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. We're good friends who are as different as we are alike. But more than that, we're co-conspirators in creating this platform where we think deeply about the complexities of life and just try to make sense of it all. Our goal is to take you along with us as we level up in every area of our lives. What do we mean by level up? Simply put, it's maximizing our current situations in a way that feels like a power shift. It starts with a great conversation, a shift in mindset, followed by intentional action. We never know what life has in store, but it's nothing a real conversation can't help. And when two friends don't hold back, things get pretty interesting. So come on and think out loud with us. We'll make you laugh. We might make you cry, but we will always make you think. Hello there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud with Carla and Amber. Yes, yes, we are back. And we are happy to be here. We are happy to be here again. We've been out a little bit, but um, when we come up with really interesting things we want to talk about, we like to jump on those really quickly. And um, so, yeah, we were out last week, but we're back. And we have a great show for you today. Actually, this show was requested. It was requested. Someone got in touch with Carla and said, hey, I have a topic for you, ladies. And when Carla texted me and said, what you think about this? I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about that. Absolutely. And of course, this episode is about uh, Super Bowl 2022. What number is that? I don't know. I can't even remember. But we are going to talk about the halftime show performance. Absolutely. And unless you have been living under a rock, I know that you have heard probably some things that are positive and some things that are negative. Disclaimer, I didn't even know that the Super Bowl was going to be airing on Sunday until Friday when somebody was like, were you watching the game? And I was like, um, what game? And then I thought about it. So I wasn't even aware. So I was like, well, who's in the Super Bowl? So nevertheless, I found out that there was going to be a football game at this amazing concert. So I just signed up for the (laughs) concert. (laughs) You're hilarious. You are hilarious. I think it was L. So what's the L? What number is it? I know. Keep going. V is five. Oh, okay. She's looking up the number. So. Um, they told me who was playing in the Super Bowl. And again, I was like, okay, well, who plays for them? Yeah, I am so out of touch when it comes to sports, but my plan is to get back at least on the basketball train. Um, I haven't Were you ever on the basketball train? Yeah. I used to watch football and basketball. I was an avid Dallas Cowboy supporter because I grew up in the triple D. So I was there during the um, Super Bowl wins, and I just stuck with those guys after that. Plus, to be in my family, it's impossible not to be a Cowboy fan. I just jumped off the train with the whole Kaepernick thing. So I literally literally have not watched a game. If I have, it's been by default because it was on at my grandmother's home. But I haven't sat down to enjoy a game on my own since, since Colin Kaepernick. I told myself that I wasn't going to do that, and I haven't. Okay, so it, this was Super Bowl 56. 56, okay. Yes, it was Super Bowl 56. I'm sorry, I was a little bit distracted. Because okay. I was like, I can't believe, I don't know what number it is. I held us down. We so know un- I will ramble on. So unlike Amber, I am a huge football fan. Yes, she's a fan, sports fan, period. I am a sports fan My uh, in my house. My dad watched sports, and so you really didn't have a choice. He mm-hmm. put every television on whatever sport sporting event he was watching. It was in every room, just in case he left the room. And yeah, of course, I could have turned it and watched something else. But I learned to love sports because of that. So my mom loves it. My sister, not as much as me, but she is starting to actually really get into sports a lot more. So... Yes, I am a sports fan, and I did know there was a game Sunday. (laughs) Uh, It was the Rams. Yes, I found that out. Los Angeles Rams, who were at home in their new little fancy SoFi Stadium. And let me tell you what else I know. I know that this is the second time in history that a team has played in their home, which is crazy because, you know, they picked these places like 10 years out. So it just worked out in their favor. 
Yeah. To yeah. Be, it, it, to it, be at home. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was really great. And then if you know anything about Cincinnati, uh, they never win or never. I mean, they barely grace the uh, playoffs here in the last few yeah. years. And so for them to make it to the Super Bowl was an amazing Cinderella story. Yeah, it was. Because they don't usually win too much. And I'm not sure they're winning it. But they have this uh, young new quarterback who has been dazzling and, and doing a great job. And so, yeah, they were in the Super Bowl. So it was there was a game. Yeah, I do remember when somebody, someone was like the Rams and the Bengals. I was like, the Bengals? The Bengals? Even you knew that. Yeah, yeah. even I knew that. Even you knew that. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was the Bengals and the Rams, and there it was a great game. There it wasn't a high scoring game, and oftentimes we like high. What was the final score? Really? Okay, I'm sorry. Let's move on. (laughs) We'll we'll come back. I believe it was twenty to seventeen. I know I had some numbers, and they didn't hit. Uh, I know, I know that. I'm sorry, y'all. I I did not do my homework like I should. And I did watch the game, but I I can't remember what the final score, and I'm not going to waste any time looking it up. Yeah, and we didn't research that because that's not what we're here to talk about. So, (laughs) Well, what what I want to say is, again, I am a huge sports fan. I'm a huge football fan. I really wished that I had had a son so I could put – so I could put him in Pop Warner and all of the things. Mm-hmm. And so one day he could aspire to be in the NFL. That was my dream. But anyway, uh, again, I did not. I, I knew there was a game Sunday because of circumstances. I had to work Sunday. And when I tell y'all, I died a little bit inside being at work. I know you did. On Super Bowl Sunday. Like Super Bowl Sunday for me is a whole holiday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. You should have that day off and the day after, uh-huh. really. Nothing against real holidays, but I would rather work Christmas than the Super Bowl. Than the Super Bowl. <laughs> because we usually do our Christmas on Christmas Eve, so I'm cool doing whatever mm-hmm. on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. So I would rather be off on Super Bowl Sunday. Did but you make it home in time for the I game? Did, I did make it home. I did not make it home in time for the kickoff and the pregame because I like to watch it all day and listen to all the commentary and the predictions and all the stories behind the people who are going to be playing and and what has happened all through the week because it's a whole thing okay honestly I had plans to go not to the Super Bowl but I wanted to be in LA during that that week I looked up those tickets oh my goodness yeah because the tickets to the Super Bowl are astronomical and yes, could I could I spend that much money? On, yeah, I could, but I'd rather watch it on TV and watch replays and all of that. Yeah, and still have several thousand dollars in my pocket because that's how much it costs. But it would have been dope to be in the city, absolutely. Maybe at a tailgate at a sports at a, bar. At a sports bar. That yeah, was my I plan. Agree. That was my plan because you know the city is buzzing with yes. celebrities and with. Uh, other football players who were yeah. coming into town and it's just a whole vibe yeah, everybody and their mama was there yeah and then just imagine that vibe on the west coast absolutely so i had planned to be there in, in me in true fashion i, I started bumped into the cardis i started thinking late mm-hmm. i think i i think i want to go to super bowl at least be in the city and when i started looking up hotel first of all the prices were astronomical but that wasn't even the the thing. Uh-huh. I couldn't get one, get a hotel within, I don't know. It was going to be far out outside of the city limits. And then okay. if you've ever driven or been in LA, the traffic is horrible. Yeah, I've heard. I haven't been. And so I didn't think it was worth it to pay that kind of money to stay in a hotel that was going to be that far away. Because yeah, my whole point sense. was to be in the center of the all the things. So I did not get to go, and I'm kind of bummed about that, but Let's whatever. Let's plan for it. Well, I should. Yeah, I know. I need to plan like two years out. <laughs> I need to pay $50 a month. Well, and really, <laughs> if you plan on going to such a big event like the Super Bowl, you mm-hmm. really should plan almost a year in advance. But I couldn't wrap my head around a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Had I known who was going to be doing the Super the uh, halftime show, I would have. Absolutely. I would have booked that hotel out somewhere but <laughs> once we got the word i was going to be almost in uh, almost in las vegas and y'all know that's like 300 miles away so i didn't get to go a little bit bummed about that but anyway so yes i was able to catch most of the game 
Um, I think I got home at the beginning of the second quarter. Okay. So I didn't get to see any pregame, any of the interviews. I didn't get, I, I saw a little bit of Mary Mary when they sang the Negro national anthem uh-huh. prior to, I did see that. I didn't see the the national anthem or America, the beautiful. I did see a little bit of Dwayne Johnson doing the opening um, kind of announcement. Of I was fixing plates during all that. So I missed the pregame, um, all of the pregame action, but I was there in time for the halftime show. So um, now I was already pumped about this halftime show. When I saw who was going to be headlining, uh-huh. I was all in. And I'm not a huge fan. I I am a fan of hip hop. Let me okay. be clear about that. However, I'm not one to I like go to a concert and it's all hip hop. I'm I'm not that crazy into hip hop. But these particular artists took me back to a time when I feel like rap music, like I really understood it. I felt like I could identify with it. Uh-huh. Um, you could say the words out in public. I mean, yes. I mean, you know, there was some some things that couldn't be said, but I'm just saying it yes. just took me back to a time when hip hop was um, it was simpler and um, it was uh, it had a message and it was clearer. I don't know what I'm trying to say, yeah. but anyway, so I was super excited um, I to, was to hear to see this show because I knew it would be phenomenal. And then they hyped it to make it. They to, did. They hyped it. Uh, PepsiCo usually sponsors the halftime show. And so they put together the trailer. If you, I'm sure, again, like Amber said, if you were, unless you were living under a rock. Absolutely. You saw the pre-Super Bowl trailer that was uh, talking about the halftime. And it's called The Call, mm-hmm. where each one of the artists, um, quote unquote, received a call to come and perform. Um, and they kind of ascended on Los Angeles like superheroes, yeah. if you will. It's pretty cool. So it was a whole thing. And I when even before the Super Bowl, people were trending on. Yeah. You know uh, how they go. Like you start media. listening to music to prepare yourself. Absolutely. And, and it, black, white. It didn't. I mean, it had it transcended race and culture because there were people of I didn't even know who knew who knew anything yeah. about hip hop. And y'all, that's the most amazing thing about hip hop. You know, some people don't want to admit to it, but it absolutely transcends color and culture. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. It does. It does. And so, uh, Dr. Dre, I I think that uh, Rock Nation, which is Jay-Z's company. Shout out to Hove. They they pulled the show together under the direction of Dr. Dre, who um, I don't know if any of you have been fans of Dr. Dre in the past and Dr. Dre, besides his own capabilities of um, hip hop uh, rap and hip hop. Yeah. He really became uh, famous or he, he really rose in notoriety because of his producing. Yes. He is um, like the beat King of beat Kings. And I said it and, and I mean yes. it like it's authentic. You know when it's a Dre beat and you know when it's a banger. You like, I, it come on and it's just something about it. You know it's Dre. Yeah. And if you if you don't know a lot about him, so if you like me, once somebody piques my interest or I'm inspired by someone, I do a deep dive into their lives. And so, of course, last night I watched Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> I've seen Straight Outta Compton. I saw it when it first came out. Mm-hmm, but after the Super Bowl, I wanted to, uh, because we see the billionaire, Dr. Dre, yes. and we see Snoop. But I wanted to go back and remember the backstory mm-hmm. because they grew up poor, poor in Compton with nothing. And then to rise to where they are now, I wanted to go back and rem- remind myself of the backstory that mm-hmm. went along with it because they lived in uh, Compton, mm-hmm. which at the time was um, um, inundated by gang gangs and 
some violence. And so they were able to overcome all of that yes. and become who they are. Not just them, but um, I believe also Ice Cube and he's in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. And I forgot that he was a part of... I, I was wondering any second, I was like, okay, they're going to surprise us. I just knew Cube was going to pop out. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And I'm not sure um, what the relationship is mm-hmm. now. I know that he was under Dr. Dre's label at one time, yeah. but I don't know that he is now. And so that may have had something to do with mm-hmm. um, why he didn't perform is that he's not under his label. Doesn't mean they have a beef or anything, but you know, people's relationships change in of certain course, ways. And doesn't course. mean that they don't like each other. It just means that they're not in each other's present lives. But I went back and watched straight out of Compton and remembered, uh, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and how he was really mixing beats and mm-hmm. really wasn't doing a lot of rapping himself and how he was the mastermind really behind NWA. Although NWA is known for no Easy E, yeah, because he was the lead. But if you watch Straight Out of Compton, you realize that Easy E really was not very good at first. He wasn't even a rapper. He was supposed to be the money. Yes, yes. Yeah. And his first tried it was horrible. Yeah. And uh Dr. Dre worked with him and he ended up And then it the all famous cruising down the street in my sticks folks. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So um it was just it was just surreal to see them performing and then to go back and watch the backstory and straight out of Compton and really realize where they came from. And just the amazing it's just an it's just an amazing story. But anyway, back to the Super Bowl. So they, Dr. Dre brought together um, an amazing group. They're from the West Coast. With, well, the only, I can't the, say they're not from, because uh, 50 is from New York. Well, the ones who were from the West Coast are uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Obviously Snoop. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Eminem is from Detroit. But it's a thing where they all have their West Coast connection because well because they were under Dre's yeah, label. They're our proteges yeah. of yeah. We know I know um I know Eminem because of Dre. And when I first caught when even though 50 was known on the East Coast, when he came out in the club, he came out up under Eminem. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it was just great to to also see them back together. And it's one of those things where each song took you to a place and it gave you felt what was going on, the feelings that you had in that time as music has the, the tendency to do. So I think that's one of the reasons that it was such an amazing performance for so many people who are older is because that's your music. Sure. That's your music. And it took you there and it gave you all the feel good vibes and everybody in the, in the living room. I'm talking about, we were rapping word for word, me and my older uncle who was 17 years older than me. And um, it was great. So you and your uncle were rapping. What were your kids doing? They was rapping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I figured, but yes. you mentioned you and your uncle. Yeah. And so, we we know how we felt about it. Yes. But if you if you're a fan of music and hip hop, there's no way you couldn't. Yeah. Move something. It was a great performance. Mary J. Blige looks amazing. So she represented, um, she is considered the queen of hip hop soul. Yeah. And so she was asked to also join this stellar uh, group of performers and she did a phenomenal job. She held her weight on this stage with those men. Oh, it it was phenomenal. So let's, let's, let's start with, so the set, if you have have been living under a rock (laughs) and don't know, (laughs) um, was basically a neighborhood that it was Compton basically. And so it was nice to see some of the iconic places, uh, restaurants, nightclubs. Yes. There were some replicas of those places that they had uh, reproduced. Uh, So it seemed like you were in the neighborhood of Compton and they had these different sitting up on, I guess you would consider it a trailer and there were different rooms. And it looks like, looked like one was a club. And, yes. Um, it was just different rooms where different things were happening. And uh, it was a pretty you, cool set. Yeah. Cause you pay attention to the background. It had, um, when Snoop went down, it had his album in the background, his very first album. It was a picture of him. And I believe it was his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And like she said, it was a restaurant, a well-known restaurant in LA. 
So it's one of those things that you just had to pay attention. And as you go back, the you, detail. Yeah. Oh, I saw this. Oh, I saw this. Or you read something because I didn't even know about the restaurant or things like that. And I read it and then it made me go back and watch again. And then it made me, oh, okay. I caught that. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. So yeah, they, yeah. it was, it was genius as I believe Dr. Dre is. Yeah, absolutely. And it was also good to see Dre on stage after his stroke, after his divorce. Now I forgot that he had a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. And so, let me just say, the man is still fine. He I is. Ain't, ain't nobody saying that, but he I is. felt like Dre was fine. Maybe because he's worth a billion. Hey, Big <laughs> I mean, I don't know <laughs> if it's because he's worth several billion yeah. dollars, but the man looked good. Like, I, I think that has something to do with it. Oh, I will. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I mean, money preserves you. I believe it, it. Yeah, me too. But it was great to see him on stage moving, active full activity of his limbs in his right mind because we all know how detrimental strokes can be so yeah that was a plus i did think of that when he came i was like that man has overcome some things even his divorce you know yeah where yeah. he lost so much money yeah but he's gonna make that he made that overnight yeah let me just let say. me tell you how we know <laughs> he's not hurting from his divorce because he's he paid seven million dollars to put on the super bowl show yeah well and again he made that overnight yeah so, so they opened up with uh, Snoop and Dre on stage together, which I felt like, I mean, it just warmed my heart. Did. They started off with the next episode. And let's talk about how effortless Snoop raps. He does. Snoop is an icon. I mean, I believe that Snoop is like the coolest man he has to be on the planet i agree he like can, he can go anywhere in any room and get with any group of people and be snoop dog and it's okay he can go with mark stewart i mean the man is on tv all over the world he has commercials in different countries i mean he's just cool yeah he is and to see him and dre on stage kind of going back and forth and the the feeling that you could feel between the yes two of and them. the other thing that i thought about when they were both on stage because if we all know snoop just brought death row records he just bought yes okay i didn't know so that. that was like a full circle i was look i said look at these guys who had to overcome the things that they went through with death row and suge knight because snoop was trying to get out of his contract with death row but he couldn't. So that's how he ended up with No Limit Records because Master P paid him out of his contract. So he didn't even have money to get himself out of his contract. Wow. Master P paid his way out of his contract to Death Row. And that's how he got on No Limit. And that's why as soon as his contract was up, he left No Limit because he was only there for a limited time to get out of his contract with Death Row. So to go through all of that, yeah. where Suge Knight is doing all of these horrible things, as because, we know. again, if you watch straight out of Compton, you know that Dr. Dre left um, Death Row Records yes. because he and Suge Knight. Because Suge Knight, it. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, that man is the devil. Uh, well, if you watch straight out of Compton, the evil things that he would just do to him. He is the devil. And they were, they, they together started Death Row Records. Yeah. And then when Dr. Dre realized the type of person yes. that uh, he was, ruthless. it's was, almost like you have to sell your soul. You, he was you're like, selling yeah, your soul, nah, getting in with him. Selling your soul to the devil. He's yeah. the devil. And he told him, you're going to leave all this money. He's in, uh, cause you're not taking any money or yeah. any of these artists, all of them are mine. And he said, I'm, I'm out. You yep. can have all of it. Mm -hmm. So he left it all. He said, I'm going on my own and, um, you can have all of it. Yep. And good, good job. Good decision. <laughs> good decision. Because, uh, Suge Knight's been in jail several times. And I don't know how he keeps getting out. He's in there for life now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. That's the only reason I called him the devil. Right now. <laughs> he'll send someone <laughs> i mean but yeah he i i but before that he would go to jail get out well, and i'm like this last he go to jail time for murdering he someone? ran over a man with a car backed up ran over him again it's on video and the man didn't survive and it's one of those things that makes you grab your chest when you watch it yeah and 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 he but is, he had been in jail for attempted murder and murder well, for other people i did not man. know how he got out but he's probably <laughs> anyway. Probably so. Yeah. It's, it's it's just anyway, real life monsters. But it was a surreal full circle moment. I was like, look at those death row artists. Now uh Snoop is the death row 
I own it. This is mine. I'm gonna have to go read up on that because yeah. I did not know that part. That's that. That's pretty cool. That yeah. just makes it even more iconic. It I, does. I, I, yeah. It's one of those things that makes you happy to see, especially when you know the struggle. You happy to see um, them overcome in this way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what we did not know, we knew there were going to be some some surprises. So the surprise was um, 50 or 50. Yeah. 50 Cent was not, he was not a part of the headliners, but he performed as well. And it all makes sense. When he popped up, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's M's protege. Yeah. So, so it was good. It was good. Now, you asked me earlier well, what what was the my least favorite part of the show, and I did. It's not that I didn't enjoy uh, Fifty because I did. I enjoyed the whole show. Like I didn't have a bad part. Mm-hmm. The only thing about his little um, his little set was only because I know what I've heard of, of past Super Bowl performers, uh-huh. and. You know, people are going to complain. We're going to talk about some of the negative things that people said. People are going to, I mean, haters are going to hate. Yeah. I mean, somebody going to have Swift a problem with us. everything. She told us the haters are going to hate. People are going to always have something to say. But what I've heard in the past of, of people saying that it's a family um, event and there are children there. And so they had so much to say about Shakira and and, and J Lo because sure they said did. that they were half naked and and J Lo was on a pole and she was doing all these things and so anything that has a, a sexual connotation or or is very suggestive mm-hmm. they usually have something to say about that yeah and what I will say the good part about it is that his set was very short yeah. And it was not vulgar at all. I thought it was tastefully done. Uh-huh. But did you but you did have some women who were, you know, scantily dressed a little bit, but they were uh recreating a club scene. Uh-huh. And so that's what you look like in the, in club. the club. So okay. I thought it was done tastefully as it could be in, in that moment. But I do he- I can see if you had a child yeah. watching the football game and watching halftime how that would make you feel some kind of way as yeah. a parent if you're watching that. So that was the only part. But again, it was very, it wasn't very long. And yeah. again, I think they did it as tastefully as they could. I know Anderson Pac is a drummer and he was the guy that was playing the drums. I know. I, I, okay. You getting there. Okay. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no. no that, I just was going to say, let's not forget. That was a sweet surprise. As oh, well. yes. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Well, let's go there. So okay. let's go there. And I don't know who the little guitar player. I feel like he is a part of a Bruno Mars band. I feel like I've seen him. But he was don't don't sleep on the guitar player. Okay, he was I'm a, so I'm animated and so into it. I really enjoyed him and Anderson Pop. Mm-hmm. But I did notice, and he was a, that was a surprise. He it was not um it was not announced that he would be there, but he was the drummer, just in case you didn't know, in case you missed that little detail. Yeah. Um and that little scene where the the guitar player and Anderson Pac and I think it was Eminem, Eminem uh-huh. that they could have played that all day. Yeah, that could have gone all day, and I would have I would have been there for it. It it was great because I love musicianship. Yes, I love musicianship, and I, this has nothing to do with Bruno Mars. But if you ever go to a Bruno Mars concert. You're going to have musicians and they're going to be dancing and they're going to be into it. And it's they, they do such a great job and have such a phenomenal show. Um, and so that's why I feel like that little guy is either part of Silk Sonic or he's part uh-huh. of Bruno Mars band because he was really animated and I just really enjoyed him. So go back and look and check out that guitar player. It's one in particular or two of them, but you'll know which yeah. one I'm talking about because this one was very into it and very animated. And it was just great. Um, let's talk about Mary J. So Mary J did um what'd she do? Um, the song she did was a uh, Family Affair. Yeah. And no yeah, more yeah, drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what she did. And she looked great and I mean phenomenal because Mary J is somewhere around my age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Without and- me telling my age, everybody knows my age, but yeah, now that's another one of those really sweet things to see because you know it. You know her divorce was ugly, 
We know about her um, drug issues. You know, we just know that Mary J has has had some things going on in her life. To, so to see her up there in that moment, I read the other day that when she got a divorce, she ended up giving that husband so much of her money that she was struggling to pay she her rent. She didn't have anything. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So to see her up there, first of all, looking amazing, holding her own on stage with this with these men, um, probably the hugest stage that you will ever be yeah, on. Yeah, it's the biggest stage. Yes, that was a moment, another feel good moment for me. I was like, okay, Mary J, you have earned this. You deserve this. Do your thing, sis. So I don't know if you saw the pregame. Um, I'm sorry, not the pregame, but the pre-interview of the artist. No. So they they always do an interview with the artist, like several days, somewhere during the week of the Super Bowl. And Dr. Dre was saying that he had watched Mary J. Um, rehearse. Uh-huh. He said, I was sitting out there watching her her set. And he said, I got goosebumps. Uh-huh. And he said, so I knew if I was feeling that way, what was that going to do for the audience? Uh-huh. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. He said, I was just watching the rehearsal. And we know that Mary J. always sings with a lot of soul and yeah. she she really puts um everything yeah she she sings with her whole self she does and she did that and then she just fell out on the stage she did in them boots go girl go it was someone who posted a meme and i wanted to <laughs> um i wanted to repost it because it was her laying on top of that building it was like this is me after i've danced after the <laughs> after i performance. i was like yes honey yes absolutely you just dance until you just out. And she was, she was, she was fantastic. And she looked great. She, she did. Her white uh, bodysuit and boots. She, she's obviously into the boots that come up because yeah. everything I've seen. She, she likes them thigh boots. She does. She does. And she rocks them. She does. She does. And she sung her heart out and she was phenomenal. As and, always, I saw her in concert with Jay-Z. Um, some years back and it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Really? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the thing about it. concert tickets are not cheap. They're not cheap. I don't care who you go see. Not in, None of them are cheap. So when you go, you really want to have a good Absolutely. time and, ha- and be really feel like uh, what you paid, you received yeah. uh, that amount of entertainment. You want to, you want to get a feeling, a memory. Like I just said, you know, yeah. and I thought about that concert. I thought about the time. I thought about the feeling. That's I'm, I love concerts. I, I love live entertainment. Yeah. Period. Live true, true, a, true. If it's a play, if it's a concert, I I, I love true. I love live entertainment. So yeah, she was phenomenal. And then let's talk about let's talk about Kendrick Lamar, who is the younger statesman. Mm-hmm. But he's group. still he's still seasoned. No, he he absolutely so, is. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's is. one of the things he is. It was still nostalgic in a, in a way. You know, absolutely. Still, yeah. No, I thought I thought it was great to include him because he was closer to the 2000 generation, yeah. and so it just it showed the full spectrum, absolutely. of hip hop. But you still, and he's one of those artists who is very careful with his lyrics. Yes, and you don't mind listening to is you know you understand what he's saying. You don't feel like it's a bunch of gibberish. So. I mean, everybody loves Kendrick Lamar. I feel like he's one of those musical genius. I think all of those who performed, but specifically him, yeah. is, he's very much a musical genius where yeah. he uses his words. Um, he does. He's to, a lyricist for sure. For sure. For sure. He was great. And well, and th- let me pull out this point because I forget it and I want to make it. And nothing, I, I don't know, probably about to bother someone, but what I loved about the entire show is that most of the performers, if you, uh, and I'm not talking about the headliners, I'm talking about the dancers uh-huh. and the people in the scenes were mostly men. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of rump shaking and, yeah. <laughs> and scantily clad. Um, th- let's just be honest. Usually you have scantily clad women doing different things because sex sells. And so people just want to throw it, throw sex into everything in any way that they can. I found it refreshing that this 
halftime show featured a lot of strong men. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of booty shaking, I guess. It's the okay. only thing I can come up with. It's okay to say that. Okay. Well, I'm sure that somebody's like, oh, yeah. Don't yeah. hate on the booty shakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let the booty shakers live. Let them shake. Let them be great. And it's fine. But I feel like we have a lot of that right now. And I just found it refreshing that even... Even the little dancers that did dance, they had on the little glittery body, body uh-huh. suits. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it just wasn't distracting with other things. It mm-hmm. was the music. Yeah. And even even the the dances were um, very suggestive of the time in Compton. And yeah, the absolutely. The Honey, I was crib walking all over my uh, <laughs> room. Now, that was pretty refreshing to see. To see Snoop up there in his element doing his dance. Crip walking on national free. TV yep. on the largest stage. Shout out the to Snoop. Stage. Girl. Like they be listening. I, that's why I I felt that meme where Mary J was laid out. Because, honey, I was crip walking yeah. as hard as I could. Yeah, I need to see that, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop was crip walking and, and all those um, guys yep. who were dressed if you look at it, they had on uniforms. Yeah. Almost look like prison uniforms. They had on dicky suits. Yeah. You know, and that's that is um signature outfit for the culture. For the culture, okay. Yeah, for the I don't wanna say Girl, I said prison. Y'all I don't wanna say me. for the gang culture, that sounds bad. But it's it's No, I get what you're a, saying. It's a significant it was it that's was what they wear. Yeah, yeah that's it what was they significant. wear. It wasn't just something that somebody Absolutely. Just and out. they had on chucks. Yeah, that's 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 what they were. That's their yeah. jam. Yeah, so, and then they had the the uh six the the cars parked out on yep. the field. Yep. And if you watch uh, straight out of Compton, that's all they were in were those cars. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it was so much sim- symbolism. It was so much. And so much. I don't know. Are you an Eminem fan? I was getting there. Oh, okay. No, I'm go ahead. Good. We're there. I am a slim shady fan. I love everything Eminem. I love his story. I love his style. I love his struggle. I love his cadence. I love his lyrics. Um, he in my top five for sure. Let me see. He in my top five. We're talking hip hop. Yeah, rap. He in my top five. Hip hop. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think he may be in my top. He five. is. He's in my top five. I get I get a lot of flag for that, but you just can't you cannot deny the artist that Eminem is. Or you can, but it don't it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I mean, you can, but it ain't true. I also think believe that he is a true musical genius. He is. He's one of the greats. And I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I felt every one of those performances, but his performance and his message, you only have one shot. Yep. Lose yourself. Yep, absolutely. I, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, and let's not forget the uh, tribute to Snoop, California Love. I was no. like, oh, come on. Not Snoop, I, uh, Tupac. Okay, can we finish talking about oh, Eminem? Okay. You jump it. Let me slow down. Let me slow down. <laughs> jump it. But yeah, Eminem, I mean, I felt, felt, felt his yeah. performance when he said, oh, you just have one shot. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Mom's I love spaghetti. messages. Yeah. I love I love lyrics. And that's why I sometimes have problems you with better some lose artists yourself in the moment. You I, better, can yeah. never let it go. You, you only got one you shot. You only got one shot. It would, and he his his um presentation of the song was just powerful. Yeah, it was just powerful. It it, it was as if he knew that moment and what it meant, and mm-hmm. he knew that it was one shot. Yep, and I better make. take it because after we get down, they may never let us up here again. Well, that's that's not gonna happen. But let's talk about. So it's been a lot of controversy, and I'm so sick of people. Why can't we just have a good feel good moment? Everybody have to make mm. bring controversy and chaos where there is none. I've just never heard of. Yes, you have. a generation of people who just always want confusion and chaos. I don't know if they want confusion and chaos, but this is a thing where I feel is is different. And and it's a symbol that things are changing, not just they are changing nationally. The world is changing and people have a problem with change. This went on 10 years ago. This couldn't have went on 10 years ago. I don't know if it could have went on five years ago. So 
this is the first time that a uh, the entire halftime show has been a, a complete hip hop f- performance ever. Yeah. So absolutely, it was. It, it pisses was people out. It's scary. And things are changing, sure. and it's scary sure. for people. So. Well, I, what I was bringing but up was it. the fact that uh, everybody's been talking about uh, Eminem kneeling. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I'm slow or I just didn't get it, but I thought that he was kneeling in reverence, that he was in, in respect to Tupac. Because Dre was playing I Ain't Mad At You on the piano and the he's time. And he has not come out and said why he kneeled. But people, you know, everybody was saying he was in honor of Colin Kaepernick. Maybe it was, and if it but was, it was not even that significant to even bring up. Yeah. Yep. And and again, let me go here because I'm, I'm Amber X over here. If he was kneeling, the national anthem wasn't playing. Yeah. So that takes me back to you agree what I you you people feel the same way that I the same way that I feel. It's not about the flag. Exactly. Good so point. why you pissed why if you the mad? flag if they weren't playing the national anthem? Because that's the argument when they do kneel. Right. Why are you kneeling during the national anthem? You disrespecting the flag. The flag went up and it's still a problem. Because for you, because it's not about the flag. Yeah. And I'm not even certain that. And they said, well, the NFL didn't want him to do it. And Dr. Dre, if you he's he's done an interview with TMZ since the Super Bowl. And I watched it today. And he said um, they knew that he was going to do that. The and NFL they didn't have any that. problem with they it. They said that they watched uh, the practices several times and they it wasn't a surprise. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but either way. Yeah, I, be, I mean, he. I believe he. He said it. You I, only got one shot. You only, and and <laughs> I think that he was trying to make a statement, but I don't know what the statement was. And really, it it was it the the there were bigger moments yeah, than that. Absolutely. So what whatever his reason for kneeling, it was his own in his mind of what whatever reason, and mm-hmm. I didn't think that it needed to blow up into what it and i'll take either way if it was uh, out of respect and paying honor to tupac hey we'll take that because the west coast wouldn't be what it is without pop absolutely and And maybe he just knelt down because he was tired (laughs) i mean we we are just blowing it up and if it was for cap hey i'll take that too i'll take it either way as well either way and if he was tired i'll take it i'm just like people just get over it yeah but to me it seemed like it was in line with paying homage to um Tupac yeah and so let's talk about that let's just talk about let's just so let me tell y'all something (laughs) first of all let's start with California Love that's one of my favorite songs still today because I feel like Tupac is one of the great um, let me see if he number one in my mind I think he might be he in my top five but um I think Tupac was a musical genius and he was definitely a lyricist and he almost always had a message deeper than just the song always. Yeah. And, but him, California love has always been a great song. And so to have the Super Bowl in California, in those circumstances, it was just, it was perfect. Yeah, it was, it was right on time. It was perfect it was i mean i broke into a dance so hard i'm telling y'all it was and yeah. i was here by myself i was over there rocking because i never i'm never working on super bowl sunday but like i told y'all i worked this super bowl sunday so i got home just in, ha- in time for halftime mm-hmm. and so i was here by myself no party i always go to a party i used to have my own super bowl parties uh-huh. uh, but since then i've always gone to a super bowl party i'm never alone to watch me tell you something he was over there i was tearing it like all of us was here what yeah yeah what i would i mean so were you saying oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god what if he comes out let me tell you did that ever cross your mind talk land let me just let me get in this (laughs) sister when dre sat down at that piano and began to play the intro i ain't mad at you yep i started looking around thinking he going to come out. That's what I said. I knew he wasn't dead. That's I've what I said. I said he came back. He's back he from Puerto dead. Rico. He's not in Cuba anymore. <laughs> it's funny how the man is dead, but we just. We don't we want him to be. Keep thinking that the man is not dead and he is dead. But anyway, I was like, oh, here he come. I knew he yep, wasn't dead. I knew it. This is great. 
I was just all hyped yeah. up myself, all hyped up. But that was a beautiful moment. And it to was. me, that's why um, Eminem knelt yeah. because he was, you know, going, he was singing, lose yourself. And then the music just stopped. He dropped down and then Dre walked over and yeah. went to the piano. And I was like, okay, here he comes. Yeah. Here he comes. Now, some people said, no, there was supposed to be a hologram of Tupac and and that didn't work out or whatever. I find that hard to believe that it didn't just work out. I think yeah. maybe they just decided to do something different because the more technology you bring out, the harder it is to get it all out there and get it off the field. Because yeah. um, if you watch the behind the scene footage, they had to get all of that equipment out there, the stage, yeah, all of it yeah, in, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a certain amount of time and then get it off because yeah. there is a football game right. <laughs> going on. At the concert. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I would imagine that the, the technology for that little short period of time was a lot. Yeah. So I don't think they just, it didn't work. Somebody said that the hologram didn't work. Well, mm. no. The moment was beautiful. It was. Yeah. I mean, it was surreal it was it was surreal and it just took took me back took me back to I mean it was a phenomenal moment because I love Tupac I love that song and I loved uh DeBarge when they used to sing that intro Uh um and if all of y'all who didn't know that there's the um intro from the DeBarge song and it was just it was just a great moment it was so many great moments y'all yeah. So many great moments. Yeah. I'm so glad I watched. Yeah. And then let's see. Then they ended with Dr. Dre and Snoop once again. Mm-hmm. And then everybody came on stage. And it was just from the dancers to the setup. The setup. The chore- well, you said the dancers. So the choreography, the, choreography. the outfits. Um, I loved Snoop's outfit. Mary J looked amazing. Yeah. Somebody said, Well, I, I wish Dr. Dre had done more. I was like, what did you want him he did to just do? Fine. He's known for all black. If you, you did again, just, you did just fine, sir. Straight out of Compton. That's what they <laughs> wore. All black. Go watch. <laughs> I mean, I thought it, I thought it was iconic. I thought it was phenomenal. Let's talk about, because we're running out of time. We had a lot to say about this, we but did. I want to talk about the negative things that people are saying uh, about it. And what what we know is this music in this show was not for everyone. But, but is there ever a show? There's nothing that is for everyone. Yeah. I can't think of anything Agreed. that is for everyone. So this may not have been your cup of tea. Yeah. You may not be a hip hop enthusiast. Yeah. But, but your kids or your grandkids, somebody listening. Well, and if you love music and you love entertainment, then. Yeah. And that's the thing. You don't have to. Um, like the lyrics or like the song, but just admit when something is good. Yeah. And and they put on a good show. They absolutely if, did. If we would have muted it, it was a good show. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. If you just paying attention to everything that's going on, it was it was good entertainment. So just, it was. just call it that. It it was somebody on Facebook and she had posted uh she had created a t shirt in this sales group that I'm in and it said, I'm just here for the halftime show and it had all of the uh artists on there. And, and I want one of those t-shirts. If someone knows where I can get one still, I would well, like Well, I'll one. go back on there and find that post. But I mean, all of the, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say backwoods, but the backwoods racist came out. And it, it, it saddened me because this was before it had even aired. And they went on to say how they wouldn't be watching. They couldn't believe that they were dedicating this amount of time to these people. And it, it was, it, it's an East Texas, um, uh, where they sell stuff like East Texas garage sales or something like that. But it just, it made me so sad. I had to stop reading the comments. And if you haven't even watched, how do you even Baby, this know? was a pregame. She you... was making these shirts for you to wear during the game. No, I'm saying these people were saying they're not going to watch. Yes. So you've already decided. Yeah. And they were so you can't say that the show was bad because you had decided that you weren't even. They were saying, "Why would we want to sit up and watch some gang members and some drug dealers?" And I won't be watching. And this is the like it was bad. It it wasn't. It was a lot of stereotypical um, comments. They said it was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. Not their money. Not the NFL's money. And the NFL normally sponsors the production. They don't ever pay the people performing. But they usually sponsor the production. But Jerry, he shut out his own. Well, there have been some 
other odd uh artists in the past. I think they have um, done that. <clears throat> what's our boy name from last year? The weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay, think he okay. paid a certain amount of money to for the production because I think uh, they have a certain budget that okay. they don't want to go over. And if okay. you go over that, then I guess you have to foot that bill yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been, you know, I we were saying, what are some things you've heard? Negative things. Mm-hmm. Oh, the same things that, that you, some, someone said something about uh, this was a, a culture of, um, uh, of people who we shouldn't, I don't know. I can't even remember. I, and again, Social media is a it sometimes is a place for cowards to be able to say things that they would never say, right. or it's a place for them to say things that they feel, but in your in, you know with no accountability with no accountability, um, and in certain company that you would never know it. Um, but right, they get very bold and agree and um can be can be very vocal in that setting because. Yeah, you yeah, behind, you, you know, have a phone in your hand. You get very powerful. Yeah, it's been so many times, instances, situations. Well, let's 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 just take the Super Bowl before I get to that. It's been plenty of halftime performances where I didn't know one person, right? I didn't know one lyric, but I didn't get up and get upset and make a stink and and cause exactly. a controversy and say all of these hateful people yes. are saying some really hateful and ugly things. And it's just um, one of those things where not only the Super Bowl, but do you know how many times where I've been in a place where it wasn't for me? I didn't understand the culture. Um, I didn't enjoy the vibe. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Most of the time. And I don't go and make a stink. I know that that's the way it is. And that's how I have to live my life. And that's how I have to adjust so it's just frustrating that when something isn't the way you want it to be or the way that you you want it to appear or feel or it isn't what you want to hear, you cause a whole damn uproar. Yeah. And it speaks to, for me, privilege. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. And 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 for me, this just I, I'm most of the time I'm gonna be somewhere where I'm uncomfortable. Or I don't understand what the hell is going on. And 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 I've just accepted that. And it's hard for other people to, when you're not used to having to accept that, it's 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 a struggle. Yeah. And Amber and I, for our audience who are not near us, we're in East Texas. Um, so we're in the South. And so it's deep rooted hatred still still here. Not saying that let there me, aren't some people. Let me tell y'all how much. And I'm sorry to cut you off. We just had to have an entire protest demonstration for weeks to change the name of a high school from Robert E. Lee High School in 2021. Was it 2021? That's how that. OK, so that tell you what kind of town we live in. People's really livid about us changing the name of a high school from Robert E. Lee. Okay, carry on. Okay, and then some people may not understand the significance. So you may have to look up Robert E. Lee to understand the significance of that. Please do. My thought was it does not reflect your culture, so you automatically hate it. Mm -hmm. And you automatically talk it down. But there are many cultures, and like you said, there are so many, There, I was reflecting back on Super Bowls that because I've watched all of them since I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about performances that I loved and some that I didn't yeah. t- too much care for. But I love the game, first of all. And I love the halftime show. I don't care it, who is performing. Yeah. And I enjoy entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to watch the ha- halftime show. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get online and or anywhere else and talk down the show. Yeah. Some things are for me and some things I don't really, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But I know there's a halftime show. I know there's going to be a performer. And I know that they put a lot of energy and money to yeah. bring a presentation so I'm going to enjoy it and accept it for what it is. Clearly they have some fans that love well, it. 
That's well, why they're there. Well, it's the fastest growing genre of music. It really is. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a whole problem. And let's talk about the fact that people are bringing up where well, they were drug dealers and they were this and they were that. We were all something. Gangsters. <laughs> we were all something. Uh, and the fact that they came from that yep. and built these individual. And got more money than all of us. <laughs> built these individual empires, not on drug money, but on their own talents. Yeah. And some people came from privilege and don't have that kind of money, Agreed. don't have that kind of influence, don't have that kind of success. And you came from money. Yep. Or at least you weren't poor. Mm-hmm. You weren't, you know, you weren't born in poverty. Yep. And I think some people don't even mind. Again, you, most people, for the most part, they, somebody in their family, their children, their grandchildren, you've heard some hip hop. You know, it's not the most. And I think the problem, I think the problem is the fact that it was performed on that stage. Yeah. I think some people just have a problem with that. Well, like how can. dare them get this stage to perform these songs? We can listen to them in the car, but I don't want them up. I don't, I don't, that means things are changing. Cause I've been listening to them in my car. I've been, I've been enjoying this. Yeah. And, and your kids. Yeah. But now we're going to put it up like, damn, th- it's changing. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, for them to come from poverty. Yeah. And to excel, excel to the positions that they are. And there are people who either already had privilege or were middle class or at least were not poor Mm -hmm. and have not even come close Mm -hmm. to that type of success. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't care if they were drug dealers. What what he's doing now. Mm -hmm. Is transcending the world with music and and he creating beats. Yes. Yeah. So he's a bit. Well, he's a whole businessman. He's a whole billionaire. <laughs> he's he sold beats to Apple to Absolutely. Apple for several billion yeah. dollars. So why did and he, a seat on the board? Right. A seat at the table. Hello. He created his own table. Y'all want some of this? Hello. Yeah. So why do you think? Why was this moment so significant for you as a black woman? I don't even think it has anything to do with being a black woman. I think it it was huge for me just because of those artists and the time that it symbolized because those times when those those artists were huge, and they still are huge, but huge in a different way are first yeah. coming up it took me back to a time when it was pre COVID it was pre so many yeah. things that yeah. we've had to go through. Yeah. And I, um, I'm going to read a post here in a minute uh, before it's, it'll be my loudest thought okay. um, that I think kind of wraps it up, but it took me back to a place, a simpler time. And that's what bothered me about the negativity and, and people are always going to hate and it's always going to be negative thoughts. So, you know, whatever, but I just felt like that was 13 minutes of just joy. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't crip walk every day. Right. But you did Sunday. <laughs> but I did Sunday. <laughs> For me, it was such a um, a significant time or a, a significant. It, the greatness in watching that is knowing their story, mm-hmm. knowing the struggle relating to the struggle from experiencing certain things in my life and, and the struggle. And I know I always go back to, to this, but the struggle of being black, I can't, the, just the, the things that we've had to go through to, to be able to perform on that type of stage. And I see somebody who, who looks like me, who, who um, I grew up on their music and it, they were, they were a huge part of my life to, to see that it just was, um, it was major. I, I don't even know if, if I articulated that correctly, but it was just um, a surreal thing to witness, to be a part of. Cause you know, like I said, you feel like that music was a part of your life and it was just, it was great. It, it, and it, and it's sad that we have to take these moments and and hang on to them and make such a big deal about them. But they're a big deal because because yeah. we they're are a big still deal now. 
we're still experiencing so many firsts. So many firsts. In 2022. Yeah. So. And I'm such a lover of entertainment and live performance and music in general that it transcended being just being black to me because I'm trying to think of some artists back in the day that I used to, cause I used to be a big MTV uh, fan and mm-hmm. I like Duran Duran and <laughs> those people. Yeah. If they were up there, I would have been singing and dancing along yeah. with yeah, yeah, Chicago yeah. and Duran Duran and all of those bands that I used to listen to on MTV. And those are white men, yeah, white bands, but I, I love music. Yeah. And this, these people just happen to be black. It happened to be Snoop and Dre and yeah. Mary J. Blige. And that just that that just made it all the more great. Mm-hmm. But had it been anyone singing old hits that took me back to a time, a simpler time when um, things were not so chaotic and mm-hmm. things were mm-hmm. not so intense and it wasn't just so hard mm-hmm. all the time. Damn. It it it. <laughs> It, it just transcended right. just the, even them being black. But I do understand the significance mm-hmm. of it because um, hip hop was started by black people. Mm-hmm. And for it to have a place to shine on that kind of stage, it's huge it because you said we, we celebrate so many firsts and every first take us closer to that dream. To the second and the third to, to yeah. the being a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, Dr. Dre talks about they all understood the enormity yeah. of what, and um, I I was watching some show, I want to say Entertainment Tonight, and it was showing Busta, Busta Rhymes. Yeah. And it was, he was videoing at the Super Bowl and he was just talking about, y'all just don't understand what yes. this moment means. For hip hop. This moment is huge. Is. And he's a huge star already. He's super rich. Yeah. He, you know, he has his own success, but he said, you just don't understand yeah. how huge this is for hip hop and for the world in mm-hmm. general. And so it, it it's, it's um pretty good, but I'm going to do my loudest thought real quick. Okay. And my loudest thought, I'm going to read this girl's post and I think she summarizes, summarizes it all. She said, when Dre sat down at the white piano and started tapping away the tune of Tupac's, I ain't mad at you. I turned my television up loud enough for the neighbors to hear. In that moment, I was transported to the back of my big brother's Monte Carlo with the windows rolled down just a crack as thick smoke hung in the air. The 90s were a different time and the concert that was interrupted by the Super Bowl brought all of us Gen Xers and millennials back to a simpler time, a time where I didn't know I was being hotboxed by the devil's lettuce <laughs> and my parents let us roam around without cell phones until we showed back up. I relived my early teens when Dre and Snoop performed, then fast forwarded it to my late teens when Eminem took the stage and spun right into my early 20s as 50 Cent tested the power of my knees <laughs> and lower back within the cu- in the club, in the club, sorry. Last night was the night we needed as a generation, marked by a lifetime of wars, loans, inflations, bailouts for everyone but us, um, pandemics, uh, burying our friends, our loved ones, our parents. Uh, If this show brought in 2022, we would have had a completely different outlook on the year to come. The halftime show last night was the one we didn't know we needed Mm -hmm. until we found ourselves preparing for a concert instead of a football game. We got to see the NFL finally honor the hip hop music and artists that influenced generations of their players. And I'm sorry, NFL finally honored the hip hop music and artists that influenced generations of their players and fans. While we are still reeling from the nostalgia it's not lost that last night we watched hip hop artists make history. I thought she, I don't know who this was. It was a post that was shared, but I thought she summarized she it well. And and what she said pretty much is how I feel. It just took me back to a simpler time and it just music, um, music just transcends moments. And that was just great music at a good time in history. So, I thought it was iconic. That was my loudest thought. That was good. And and I think my li- my loudest thought is um simple. 
for for everybody that's upset about the performance and don't understand why it's such a, a great iconic moment it's hard to understand the importance or the great feeling of of inclusion unless you have been excluded and i think dolly parton said that pre-game oh, right i don't know yep she did so i ain't watched pre-game <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's one of those things where just let people enjoy what they enjoy and you don't have to have an opinion about everything and if you do you don't have to tell everybody you don't just let everybody be great have time, people have they have, have time people don't moments. care my my mom is in her 70s and she was calling us saying now what are they doing now who is this she didn't <laughs> know a thing about who we were watching and why we were so excited about it but she was asking who is this now what do they do mm-hmm. and i mean it was just a feel good moment it was just let every, let people be great. We have so many moments where we're stressed out and yep. things aren't going great. And I mean, we're talking about uh, invading Russia, invading uh, oh, nearby country God. now. I mean, you know, it's, we're talking about inflation. Yeah. We're still talking about the pandemic and we're COVID-19. Still, we're watching suicide. I mean, it's, it's so many things. For 13 minutes, we were mm-hmm. able to forget about all of that for 13 minutes mm-hmm. and just jam out and crip walk if you can. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. I agree. Or if it's not your thing, go get you a snack at that time. It's 13 minutes. Go, That's right. go get go you some chips room. and do something else. But it was a great moment. And I, I don't want to end on the, the, the haters. I want to hit. I want to end on the phenomenal performers. Hats off to everybody who had a hand pepsico yeah for sponsoring the halftime show to rock nation yeah for to dr dre yep for his vision to all of the performers the headliners to the dancers Mm -hmm. to the set makers to the producers to everyone who had a hand in that performance in that epic experience I just say thank you because mm-hmm. it was 13 minutes of um, joy. Greatness. I think I posted on, and I don't, I rarely post on uh, social media, just randomly say a sentence or something, but I said my inner hood. <laughs> and they always talk about how I have no hood. I, I was proud of you this <laughs> my, Sunday. My inner hood was happy. Mm-hmm. It was happy. And um, I'm so glad that, that I was here to, um, witness that first. Yeah, it's not the last. It's not That's the last. That's right. It's the it's first the of hopefully many. Go on social media and let us know your favorite part or what you didn't like. Yeah. Or if you're this group that hated it and hate everything about it, go on there and talk about it. Be be bold and 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 tell us. Yeah. Give us a good reason why it wasn't good. Because you talking about make some it make sense being drug dealers back when they were teenagers just trying to to survive and now they're billionaires doing great things Uh, I'm like Amber make it make sense to us help us out help us out but the rest of you guys go on our our, on our page thinking out loud with Carly and Amber on Facebook uh, Taco Podcast on IG TikTok and Twitter yeah go on there and let us know what you what your favorite part what song really spoke to you yes. what artist spoke to you absolutely absolutely yeah. and, and thank y'all for hanging out with us week after week and even when we don't show up y'all keep coming back <laughs> for more yeah we have some good content coming up here in the next few weeks we do so I'm excited hang out with us we, get, we have some good things I think this was a great one uh, thank you Super Bowl for giving us something great to yeah, talk and about thank you for whoever told you that we should talk about it yeah um, Heather Shout hey Heather. Heather hey Heather <laughs> um but yeah, we're out, y'all. Y'all have a good day. And I still got love for the streets. Still <laughs> got love for the streets. Bye. Bye.